Hello, everybody. Welcome back or welcome to Zillennial Big Sis. I'm Emma, your host, your ZBS. And this week's episode, I'm very excited for. We're talking about friendships, how they change in your 20s, and just in general friendship rules that you should really be following. I understand February is the month of love, and we're going to be talking a lot about relationships this month. But I just figured instead of talking about romantic relationships, how about we talk about platonic ones instead? So you can kind of cleanse your palate. You don't have to only be talking about uh, romance. So I'm really excited for this episode and I hope you enjoy it as well. If you are new here, make sure to set those automatic downloads because I don't want you to be missing any episodes. They're coming out on Tuesdays at 8 a.m. And how to get in contact with me and my socials are always in the show notes. Don't ever be shy. If you ever have questions you want answered, you have topics that you think would be fun, send me a DM. I would love to see them. I will say right now, I, my inbox is a little crazy. I'm not saying this like as a flex, but I had a few videos in the past, like couple weeks on TikTok go very viral. So my inboxes are a little flooded right now, but I promise I will be getting back to you. And if you're here from my TikTok, hi, welcome. I'm so glad to have you in a longer format. Um, the videos that went the most viral were the ones of me reviewing cup trends. My DN influencing video did pretty well. And then the one that's been just like insane um, is what type of girl are you? Are you a floor girl with your makeup, vanity girl or bathroom girl? So those videos have been blowing up. So I promise I will get in my inboxes and I will be getting back to you. But right now things are a little more overwhelming than normal. So if it sits there for a little bit, I promise I'm not ignoring you. I will be getting back to you. Let's dive into this week's episode all about friendships in your twenties. Ah, friendships. Friendships are things that, you know, I hope everybody has. You really don't need to have a ton of them to have a fulfilling life. But I am typically one of those people who has lots of different friends from different circles. I'm a very social girl, social butterfly. People like to say I never meet a stranger. So that's what people like to say about me, at least my parents. Growing up, I'd always hear, and my mom would always talk about it the most, like your friendships will change in your 20s. Your friendships will change. They're going to change. And I'd be like, Janet, no, they're not going to change because I know how to manage friendship. I know how to be a good friend to someone. And I am determined that they're not going to change in my 20s. But then I realized naturally that's just not the case. Like they're naturally they change. They change in how you are able to manage them. They change in the time you're able to give them. They change in so many different ways. So that's what I'm going to be talking about today because it almost feels inevitable And it doesn't mean that, oh, you're in your 20s, like you're going to lose all your friends and this is going to happen. That's not what it means. It just definitely means that there is an adjustment period. And if you're more ready for it, then I think you'll be able to do better and handle the emotions behind it. But if you are just living in complete ignorance about it, you know, it might hurt and it might sing a little bit. For most of our life, our friendships were determined by proximity. And you may be thinking, Emma, no, I had these friends because they're my genuine friends. It's not just because they were there. No, most of our life, our friendships are determined by proximity. It doesn't mean that they're any less strong and they're any less, you know, real friendships. But think about it. It's the kids you went to school with. It's the kids you were on the soccer team with. It's the kids that you did the same clubs with or went to church with or went to camp with. It's proximity. And that goes with college. It goes still into your adult life as well. But even though the internet is here and we have phones and we can communicate with people all across the world now, friendships are still really, really heavily based on proximity. It's something that just makes friendships a little easier. 
And a common theme about friendships in your 20s, and one of the biggest reasons why they change, is because people are in different life paths, different life moments. And this is exactly why I talked about the struggles of being in your 20s and feeling lost. It's because we are all in different life paths. And it doesn't even just start when you graduate college. No, I think it like starts your junior and senior year. When some of your friends are doing internships, some of them are getting a summer job, uh, some of them are deciding that they're going to move away after college, and some of them are deciding that, you know what, maybe I want to get married to this person I'm dating. Like, we're all in these very different life moments. So really quick, I'm going to talk about some different barriers to friendship that you're going to face in your 20s that you may not face in other parts of your life. So we just talked about proximity and how like your friends who are literally physically closer to you, um, it's a little easier to have those friendships. And that's just how it is. It's okay. It's not a bad thing. But then we have our friends that in your 20s, it's going to be based on your relationship status a little bit more. When your friends start getting married or having kids or being in relationships that you know you're living with your boyfriend or girlfriend or significant other, it's going to add a different layer to it because they're going to have different responsibilities. And I'm not saying that once your friends get married that they're going to just like completely like disappear, but it's nice when you're a married person and you're going to have your married friends. You go out as like a married couple. I don't know. I've never done it because I'm not married and you're just living a different lifestyle. You're not going to be going out to the bars maybe as much or like on the prowl for a person you're not going to be doing the quote-unquote single lifestyle so if you're a single person with a friend who's in a different relationship status than you it can be a barrier to your friendship the other part is a life focus so this goes past like the focus of oh i'm married but like what is your focus in life right now is your focus having fun is your focus building your career is your focus building a family whatever you're focused on will become something of a little bit of a barrier because again these are just barriers that doesn't mean they're things you can't get over. But if I had a friend that in college, she was just my ride or die. We hung out all the time and now we're living in a different city and she's really focusing on her career. She might not have the time to devote to my friendship as much as she used to before. And again, that's okay. If my focus is, you know, having fun and exploring and going out and traveling the world, I'm probably not going to have the same type of friendship with the people who are staying in their hometown, focusing on putting down roots and growing a family. It's just a small little change, but it can have a big impact in a relationship. Last thing that I'm going to talk about as a barrier is your financial status. You're naturally going to hang out with people in similar socioeconomic classes to you. Why? Because if you have a ton of money and you live a more luxurious lifestyle, you go out to the swankiest bars, you're traveling all the time, you're buying expensive goods, and you're constantly shopping for new items, you're doing all of these luxury lifestyle things, you're probably not going to be hanging out as much with your friend who is allocating just you know, one meal out a week and she's meal prepping and she's buying her clothes from different thrift stores because she needs to save her money. She's just not in the same socioeconomic class as you. And again, it doesn't mean that your friendship is just going to dissolve and fall apart, but it is something to think about because when you're scheduling events with that person, you can't ask them multiple times in a year, be like, hey, do you want to come to Barbados with me? Do you want to come to Bora Bora? Do you want to go to Turks? Do you want to go to Paris? Do you want to go to Italy? And that person's a teacher. 
And then like teachers, I mean, like it's just, it's just a different part of your friendship that you don't really ever have to think about until you're in your twenties. Because before that, maybe your parents are funding you a little more. Maybe you're all working on this very low level of money and you're all just in the same or similar boats. So already as you're listening to this, you're hearing and you're like, oh yeah, I hear it. And if you haven't experienced it yet, you're like, oh, that's interesting. I've never thought about those things or I didn't think that would really have an impact. And if you have felt it before, you're like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense why I don't hang out with that person as much anymore or our relationship has changed. And it's just a part of life. Naturally, your relationships are going to keep moving. And I heard this analogy the other day. I think it's perfect for friendships. And the person said an egg, but for this example, it's going to be a chick. Has anybody ever held a chick in their hand? I feel like most people did it in elementary school. Either you had like an incubation thing and you had like little chicks or you went to a little petting zoo farm. But like if imagine a chick in your hand, like a little chicken, little baby chicken, um, you hold it in your hand. You can't hold on to the chicken so tight that you like smother it and you kill it and you don't let it room to breathe and grow. But you also can't hold it so loosely that this little chicken can just fall out of your hand and just like get away and run away. So in your life and in your relationships, this analogy is usually used with an egg because it's fragile and you don't want it to roll off your hand or you don't want to crack it. But like you can't smother your relationships and you can't let them go. Remember that. Like you can't smother them. And I think a lot of people talk about smothering, but you also just can't let them go. If you care about a friendship in your 20s, you are going to have to find this consistent balance of I am holding on to this relationship, but also I am giving you room and myself room to grow and to change. There will be constant adjustments in your 20s. Constant, constant adjustments that you'll be making. And I mean, I just was in a situation with one of my friends that she said, you know, my social battery just isn't as high as yours right now. I am really stressed out with work. I am going through a lot of different like life changes right now. And I don't want to let you down because I am in this other boat where... I'm not really in like a high pressure work situation. I've got a good amount of free time. I'm not in a relationship. So I will text her and be like, hi, come to this, do this. You know, really putting what I didn't believe to be pressure, but what feels like pressure on her. I'm thinking, oh, I'm nurturing this relationship. I'm going to send out all of these text messages and invite her to all these things. And, you know, she can say no. But we had a good conversation. This has been a friend of mine for years and years and years. But, you know, we had a good conversation about how she says when she tells me no about doing something, she feels like she's letting me down because she's just different socially than me. And she doesn't want to be uninvited to everything. She doesn't want me to give up on our friendship, but she's just in a different place. And then she feels bad for saying no about things. And she thinks that I feel bad about not getting, you know, the responses that I would have loved, uh, that she doesn't put enough effort into the relationship. And again, we talked about this and I was like, girl, you can say no. I didn't realize that when I text you and I'm like, hey, can't wait to see you. And like, and I'm sending multiple texts about like the time that you're coming and doing all this, trying to get the information that that's stressing you out. So thank you for sharing that with me. And I didn't realize that you thought, thought that like I was feeling disappointed and I appreciate that you texted me and reached out and talked about this before we grew this like mountain out of a molehill and I appreciate that 
So this is a friendship that I've had for like over a decade. We've done everything from like just being in school together to being roommates to like living in a house together. Like we've done everything like that and we're in different spaces, but it's that constant communication and that constant adjustment that makes having a friendship work. Now I know, okay, she feels bad canceling. So that's why she says yes and then ends up not coming. It's not because she doesn't want to be there. It's just because she's going through different things right now and that's okay. And I understand that. And I know that, you know, sometimes I can get really excited. And when I get excited, I don't, I kind of jump over boundaries a little bit. I will blow up someone's phone because I'm so excited about something. And that's something I can't do as much. And that's okay. But it's that constant communication, that adjustment. And instead of us getting defensive and being like, well, what, what the hell, what the hell are you talking about? I'm putting in this work and I'm doing this and I'm doing this. Like, instead of us doing that, we're just having a real conversation with each other. We're having that communication because our friendship has changed. We don't live together anymore. We can't just like walk down the stairs and eat a dinner together and that's our time together. We are in different places in life and that's okay. And this is a relationship that we both care about fostering. So we're constantly in this middle phase of adjusting for our little chick of our friendship to grow and expand and to do different things. Like we're constantly adjusting. But because we love this friendship and we care about each other so much, it is something that we're willing to do. So now that I've talked about my little chicken theory, the barriers of friendship, all of these different things that happen in your 20s, you may be thinking, okay, so Emma, how do I maintain friendships? How do I keep friendships rolling? And then how do I like weed out the people that aren't great for me? So here are some tips that I have for your 20s maintaining your friendships and keeping them rolling. First tip is to understand, and this takes some in- inner inner questioning, understand that everybody, your friends included in your life are going through different things. Their jobs have different types of like wear and tear on their life. Their relationships are in different places. They may be in a different place financially. They're all going through different things. And this will probably be a shift from when you met your friend. Unless you meet your friend like right in the middle of your 20s, like right when you're in in the trenches of your 20s, your friends from college, they're going to change a little bit. They're going to change a little bit. They may not be the ones that want to go out and party anymore. They may not be the ones that even want to stay in anymore. Maybe they do want to party now because they got a little extra cash. So just keep in mind that people are changing all the time. You're changing too. And you might even be that friend that everyone's like, wow, they've changed so much. And I'm going to do an episode actually with my roommate about changing and evolving in your 20s and just in life in general a little bit later this month. So stay tuned for that because this is a topic I really want to dive deep into. But you really have to be aware of these changes going on. And the changes doesn't, it doesn't mean that just because the person changes or you change that your relationship has to just completely dissolve and go away, but you have to be willing to change your current relationship with them. Maybe this used to be the person that you were thickest thieves with them and you were going to the club with them every weekend and you were going crazy and getting bottle service and you were flirting with boys, but now they're married. And it doesn't mean that they're boring now because they're married. It just means they might have a different situation. They might be respecting their husband a little bit more by not going out and flirting with boys. I just think it's okay. So maybe instead of being your bottle service bestie, maybe that bestie becomes your your boozy brunch your boozy brunch girl. 
this topic brings me to tip number two, which is, if, especially this is this range true mostly for friends that you've had for a long time. Ask yourself the question: If I met this person today, would I be friends with them? Again, this question: If I met this person today, would I be friends with them? I think a lot of people naturally will hold on to friends because they've been their friends for a year or two years, five years, 10 years, and they're not letting the relationship change. And then when they notice that their friend is changing, and let's say you don't like that, they're, they're not like fueling you anymore. You leave, the, you leave your dinner with them and you have this like weird feeling. You kind of feel bad about yourself or you just don't feel like very fueled after that interaction. Would you be friends with them if you met them today? If you went on a first like first time you you ever meet that person and you have that feeling when you leave dinner, would you actively choose to be in that deep friendship with that person? Listen, I'm not saying to ditch all of your friends that have been your friends since they were kids, but I'm just saying that if you constantly find yourself being frustrated because someone doesn't value your time or somebody isn't that kind anymore or you guys just have nothing to talk about, Maybe, maybe that doesn't have to be your best friend for life. Maybe they were your friend for that season and it's okay to just, you know, let it fizzle, let it fade. Now, if the answer is, yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely would be friends with them today, then great. You don't even have to worry about this part of it. But again, holding on to relationships just because you have history is something that is going to drain you in ways that you won't even notice until you're holding this resentment and this frustration with this person until you are feeling so annoyed with this person that you guys have like a big falling out when it could just be a simple, oh, we're just slowly fading away. Maybe I see them once or twice a year and that's okay. That's what their friendship can be. We don't have to be together all the time. Like if you don't have an awareness of how you feel with this person and you're just holding on to, but we were best friends in first grade, but we were on the soccer team together. You're going to end up having this big blowout, this big falling out when it doesn't have to be like that. And the final tip we kind of touched on earlier, which is communication, communicate. If you have a friend that you really care about, you care about this person so deeply and you notice, yeah, you're not hearing from them anymore. You, you notice that when you're with them, it's harder to be with them. It's it's difficult because you don't have a ton to talk about or you notice that you're living your lives in two completely different ways and it's hard when they ask you to do all of these vacations, but you can't afford it. If you have these issues or if you have these feelings with your friends in your 20s, you have to communicate and talk to them if you care about fostering that friendship for a long time. If you care about this person being in your life, sitting down with that person and having a conversation saying, this is how I feel. And communication is so important because it needs to be I-centered. This is something that I've learned in therapy. It's also something that I've just learned in life. Center your communication around I. I feel, I feel, not you made me feel, I feel. I feel frustrated and upset when we have something scheduled and it consistently gets canceled last minute. I feel frustrated when I don't ever get a response when I'm texting you. I feel overwhelmed with the amount of things that we're trying to do. And financially right now, I just can't support it. And if this person is such a good friend, if they are such a good person, they'll listen to that and they'll go, oh, 
I didn't even realize that I was doing that because again, in life, we are so much more focused on ourselves than we are the other people around us. So sometimes we don't even know how our actions are impacting other people. And in a friendship, you should be able to have that open communication. This is like a relationship you're fostering. It's not always going to be like easy C's and you're not always going to see eye to eye. And especially in your twenties, you're not always going to be on the same page. I recently had a conversation with a friend who is a nurse. And I said, you know what? It really hurts my feelings when I feel like I'm the only one planning things and I'm constantly re- reaching out and, you know, I don't feel like I'm getting that in reception. And sometimes it just makes me feel like you don't want to actually be friends with me. And you know what she said to me? She looked at me dead in the face and goes, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to do that. It's just when I get off of the 12 hour shifts, I'm super tired. And because I work nights and my schedule's all weird and I just don't think about it because quite frankly, I'm not on my phone a lot and I'm just so tired after work. I'm so sorry. That's thank you for telling me. Right. So that's the the first part of the communication. And I was like, okay, good. Like I'm glad to know that it's just not because you don't like me, but you know what made this conversation even better? The next week I got a text message from her. Hey, would you want to come over to my house for dinner? I'm making chili. I got a text message from her. Why? She received what I was saying, heard it, processed it, understood. You know what would make Emma happy? Getting a text message and inviting her over. And you know what I know? If I text her and I don't get a response, even though she's not at work, she could be, I think, sleeping. She's tired. That's okay. I have a little bit more grace now. So we've had this conversation. We had this communication And now we're fine. We're in a good place because we both understand what the other person needs. And if you find that you're communicating with your friends and they're just like not receiving it, they're just not getting it. I've had situations where I've communicated with a friend about like, hey, this really hurt my feelings and they just didn't get it. They just didn't understand. And I, you know, you can go back and forth and explain and explain and try to try to get to a resolution that you feel is the best thing. But let's be honest, whenever we're communicating, like our resolutions tend to be what we want them to be. It doesn't really account for that other person's opinion. But like, if you're not getting that resolution and you're consistently feeling, you know what? I've talked to this person and it's just nothing's changing. Go back to question number two. If you met this person today, would you still want to be friends with them? And again, you have to give people grace. You have to treat people with kindness because we don't know everyone's life. Tip number one, people are changing. Everyone's lives are different. And in your 20s, there's a lot of nuance to this. There's a lot of parts to it that we can never really understand because we're not getting up in the morning, putting on the same person's shoes and living through their whole day. Like we just truly can't understand. And it's okay. People may live their life with different value systems than you. They may live your life with different, you know, ways of ways of navigating the world. And that's okay. But in your 20s, you may have people that have been in your life forever that fade away. And you may have people that you never even expected to come to the forefront and be those friends that you really needed. And I think as long as we live our lives with grace and kindness, and we are trying to be understanding of people, but also having standards and having saying, you know what? I don't have a lot of time after work. I have six hours of the day, six hours, pretty much that I can have happiness. And if I'm consistently hanging out with this person and they're draining me, that's my six hours after work and I'm not leaving happy. What's the point of that? You got to cut your losses. So that's how I feel about friendships in your twenties. I hope this episode helped you out, um, gave you some more things to think about and 
it's something that, you know, can prepare you because friendships in your 20s can be hard. Friendships in your 20s can also be beautiful. And I'm so lucky to say that I'm surrounded by amazing friends and I love my friends here. It's quite literally where I live. One of the only things that holds me here is the fact that I've got great friends. And the reason I can maintain great friends are the things that we talked about in this episode. So I really hope that this was something that was positive and you learned something from. So thank you so much. As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode. And as I talked about earlier in the week, send me your DMs. Make sure to follow. Make sure to set those instant downloads. I can't wait to see you next week. I've got some really, really fun episodes coming up for February. So I can't wait for you to get to listen to them. And I hope you have a good week. Bye. Bye.